Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, let's be real about something. As we get older, get kids, pets, multiple jobs, it becomes harder and harder to find the right time to connect to your partner. But when you do get that sliver of a moment, you need to be ready. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com promo code ARMCHAIR to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. Chris Conner here with the Bird Rice team. Uh, I know you're listening and probably thinking, where the hell is Preston Ellis? But don't worry. Uh, he's he's still going to be your fantastic host for your weekly Pelicans talk along with Kevin, David, and our wonderful editor-in-chief, Ali Cosell. So no need to panic. Today, however, is just a small feature where we grabbed a, a, a solo guest to debate, yell a little bit, and have a good time, or the best time we can, talking talking Pelicans basketball. Because uh, I'm sure as you all know there hasn't been much to smile about the past month or so but um yeah man uh now if you if you're on pelicans twitter you've probably ran into our guests more than a few times maybe you've had a positive interaction maybe you've had a negative interaction more than likely you've had a negative interaction but uh <laughs> especially if you name the names jj reddick drew holiday or brandon ingram on the line we have Twitter antagonist and hot take specialist Jason Maples on both the Lakers and the Pelicans side. But outside of that, on a serious note, uh, Jason has a wonderful basketball background. Uh, he's an assistant coach at, at Contra Costa College in California. And he's also the head coach leading, uh, I'm sure, a wonderful group of young men uh, being a part of an AAU program. Jason, what's going on, bro? What's good, man. Happy to connect. All right, for sure, man. So, um, be sure to follow Jason on Twitter at JJMaples55 underscore MST. While you're at it, follow the squad at the Bird Rights and as well follow myself at Impatient Bull. Now, Jason, we have a bunch to talk about here. I think these Uber conferences give us about 45 minutes, and that's more than enough for us to get into what we need to here. <laughs> but uh, starting off, okay. we're going to leave the spicy to the side a little bit here. We're going to start off a little, you know, a little soft here. All right. Um, so, Try to, for um, in your best way, try to care about people's emotions for a little bit here. Starting off here, Pelicans are off to a one and seven start after 
I'd say a mixed bag of expectations. Most were high. What do you think has been the biggest reason outside of injury for their rough start? Like literally before you called me, I was <laughs> reading online. I think it was like Will Dillery posted something. And they're like 29th or 30th in every defensive category, like fast break points, three-pointers given up, like offensive rebounding given up. Uh, second chance points given up, but just fast, just everything, just last, everything, 29th or 30th in every defensive category. That's the main issue. A hundred percent, man. Um, you know, when you watch them, when you watch them play, uh, you know, you see, you see guys just, you know, kind of winging it for the most part. The communication is, is lacking. Some, some of the most important right. aspects that I don't think that the, you know, the most casual fan will pay attention to it lacks in reference to boxing out consistently, you know, their, their ability to switch, you know, when certain, when teams make certain motions, they break down. It's just, it's just exactly. how it works. You know, uh, a pick and, and roll a lot, happens. And then, and then yeah. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, a lot of it is, they, they, a lot of it is they don't have the personnel to do a lot of what they're doing. Like Okafor, he's a good reclamation project, but when they put him in pick and roll and have him switching against these guards, it's just, it looks really bad. Like you can't switch with a center like Okafor. It's just, it's not in his DNA to handle something like that. So I'm watching yesterday, you're running a bunch of pick and roll with Franz Van Fleet and Mark Gasol, and you got Okafor switching on Van Fleet. And it just, it's a dead possession after that. It's a blow by or it puts somebody in out of position for a wide open three when he gets beat. So they don't have a personnel to try to do a lot of things they do anyway. 100%. And that's, you know, and that's why, you know, a guy like, a guy like Jackson Hayes is, you know, his development is, is so important. I, I think they were forced to have right. to have to play him earlier than they, you know, than they wanted to. And of course, when Zion gets back and I know that they experimented a lot in the preseason and talked about him playing the five, I, I can anticipate if they're going to continue this style of, you know, of defense when it comes to switching, when Zion's upright, you're going to see even more of him at the five. We'll see. I mean, he, he definitely is not going to be a savior. He can't fix this defense all by himself because he was, right, he, right. he himself was not playing the best of defense uh, in the exactly. preseason. But, you know, we'll see what they have to play with. In the midst, in the midst of all that, uh, the Pelicans have welcomed in Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, uh, all, all guys that have a, a wonderful following from the Lakers. It's, you know, it's really weird, man, seeing so many people that are still Laker fans but really, really, really love these kids, man, to where they're almost as much of a, you know, of a Pelicans fan as they are a Lakers fan. It's, I, I've never seen anything like it. Well, Maybe that's because... Well, the thing... Yeah, go ahead. Well, the thing is, like... Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. The thing is, like, the whole two or three years, those guys are with the Lakers, everybody heard, you know, how garbage they were, how trash they are, how, you know, they're overrated by the fan base. And then even through the trade talks, you know, I'm not pointing no names. I don't know who it was. I'm over on the Pelican side, but they call them the Lakers offer dumpster fire and like all the Knicks is better and Jason Tatum is better than Brandon Ingram and it's not even close. And then yeah, I'm just saying that's 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 literal really what came over from the Pelican side and then mm-hmm. when they come over, you know, it looks like what well, you know, we're probably getting this later, but it looks like the best player on the team came from the Lakers from the Lakers. And the most productive guys thus far have been in that Laker trade. You know, the vets aren't really working out thus far. Um, you know, the Carolina's and the Walkers up and down. So, like, with all you guys got from the Lakers, that's the best addition of the offseason thus far. So, that's why the Laker Twitter is all coming to coming for your neck right now. I can see that. I can see that, man. I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, you can't – well, I haven't gotten a lot of it because, you know, I, I don't think I was as – I don't think I was as mean 
at the time, I was more open to whatever was going to be uh, received out of the package. But my thought was, you know, uh, you know, you had already went through, you know, I mean, I've been I've been following this team since they since they walked, you know, then since they walked into New Orleans in you know 2002, 2001. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh-huh. you know, I've seen I've seen B Diddy. Uh, walk his way out of here. I've seen Chris Paul walk out, and now you know losing AD at the time, man, with a you know a city that was that was pretty much it was it was football centric for the most part. Now uh-huh. you know you know you wasn't I wasn't really sure that or I didn't know at the time that the owner Gail Benson would shift things as she did. A lot of things had changed, man, from that from that time where we were, and because I mean I know I made jokes as well, but. I guess everyone's thought without knowing exactly how certain things would change. No one knew about Zion. No one knew that they would that they would be able to attract veterans. No one knew what David Griffin would bring and how Gail Benson would would kind of um, change the organization, the training staff. We didn't we didn't see all that, man. So at the time, and I'm only speaking to myself, but at the time, all you're looking at is Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. I love Josh Hart. I loved Brandon Ingram, but I I mean. I can speak for a lot of people saying, you know, didn't know exactly how this how this whole blood clot condition would work. And, you know, we still had things that everyone needed to see from his game, whether it was the way he was used in L.A., whether it was youth, the, you know, the people around him, especially that last year. It was some it was some bad fits there. And you got Lonzo. OK, well, uh, yeah, go ahead. My, my thing was, I was like, as far as Brandon Ingram, like you saw a lot of people, you know, who aren't. Hardcore Laker fans stopped watching after LeBron went down and Drew he went down and we get hurt. But Brandon Ingram, he's playing how he did when LeBron got hurt last year. He's like, like maybe he's shooting threes a little more, but the aggression and just that, you know, going to get it, he was that same guy when LeBron got hurt or LeBron got hurt. And even when he came back, he was still averaging around 28 a game, like that little eight game stress before, you know, they found that the blood clot. So, I'm really not surprised. And you got to think about it. He sat out the whole offseason. He only got to work out one month before the season started. Maybe he couldn't pick up the basketball. Yeah. So how much better did he really get overall? Yeah. And in one month, how much better could he really get? So that's why you can check my tweets on this. Go ahead. You go all the way back, bro. <laughs> I, I go all the way back. I've been I've telling everybody all offseason, this is coming. Like, no, it's, it's, it's no. I, I mean, 100%. I mean, even 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 in October, you know, you. I mean, before before the season started, I mean, you had put Brandon Ingram as your as your most improved player. I saw you fighting with people that were trying to tell you JJ Reddick was a better basketball player. Uh, Man, listen, know, come on, come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. That's that, that, that's the type of argument I was. <laughs> come on, man. Are you are you serious? <laughs> no, 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 no disrespect to JJ Reddick, but come on, man. We we got to be realistic with. That's what I'm talking. Like no disrespect. I understand analytics and and math has a place in basketball, but you can't be serious, man. JJ no. Reddick does literally one thing, one thing on a basketball court better than Brandon Ingram. And you you can't make that statement. It's ridiculous, man. Watch the game. Come on, man. You got we, we got to get the get less spreadsheets, more eye tests, man. Come on. So so. But I, I guess my point was that, you know, um, and I can I can admit while I watch Laker games, it's a difference between like the detail that I'm giving to Laker to, to Laker games beforehand. It's just simply not the same detail I'm giving the Pelicans games. You know, I mean, at this oh, time, absolutely. You, know, I feel absolutely. you know what I'm saying? So um, yeah. you would see a different perspective than say, you know, than, than I would. So between me looking at numbers and advanced numbers and um, 
watching B.I. every now and then, looking at highlights. I knew there was something there, and I, and I figured opportunity would bring out a different, different guy. For example, there's certain things that you realize, like, a lot of people were curious about how his three-point shooting would improve. He won't stay at a 40 or 50% clip, but, you know, you can, you can see the improvement. He, he's showing that he's going to be uh, more than formidable, and now teams have to go over. They, can't, they can no longer go under, under on screens. I mean, it's opened up so much in his game. Um, and it's fun to watch. Now, Lonzo was a wild card because he had been injured in his first two years. Okay. And on top right. of that, on top of that, you got his father coming out, man, saying all type of crazy shit, talking about, you know, um, <laughs> that, you know, talking about his son won't play in New Orleans. You know what I mean? Like, we just, in, in my mind, you're getting rid of a distraction already. The last thing you need, the last thing you need is another sideshow for somebody that's supposed to upstart a whole new regime going forward and again this is before zion this is before david griffin that's that's the lens that i that, that i think i don't know if all Lakers supporters can see what we were looking through you know what i mean because i mean y'all like y'all gonna be all right lebron ad i didn't know how it was gonna fit but so far so good right seven and one so you know i just want to kind of you know put that out there for you know for for some people to see it's not it's not as much hating on you know the the lakers package as much as you know, there's a bunch of different other things to go around it. I'm just, I'm just saying the state, the statements I read, like I saw, I, like man, I saw the dumpster fire, Jim. You know, <laughs> they were mean. They were mean. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't like. And like you said, some of that could be excused because, like you said, you guys are looking at the game, look at Laker games differently than Laker fans. You know, and you're always going to be the, the human nature is to be skeptical about you losing a star of Anthony Davis's nature, so you're going to be skeptical anyway. You know, nothing's going to completely add up to him to be for me and honest, you know. And then on top of everything, like you said, the GM and the owner, you don't know your situation. So I get it. But you got to understand, Lakers have the biggest fan base in the NBA. So they're going to come for you regardless. I mean, I, I see your annoyance with them <laughs> on the on the daily. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, absolutely. And it's, and, and it's like I said, man, I've I, I think it's different for me because, you know, I, I've been coaching for 10 years, so I look at basketball like I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the game first, and then secondary is like, okay, my allegiance. So when I say things like, you know, maybe I feel like Kawhi is the best player in the league right now, or I show other players or other teams, live, like, oh, I like the way they do this. Oh, you a fake fan. Oh, oh, oh. I'm like, dude, why are y'all trying to turn NBA Twitter into, into Bloods and Crips? You know what I'm saying? The <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, you got to pick a side. Like, what are you talking about? You're talking about a, a basketball here. Relax, man. We don't get no money in the when the Lakers win. We don't get no money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I think I think people I think when you when you integrate any type of uh, objection, you know, or um, you know, when you when you come out with, man, for whatever reason, especially especially online, there's this thought to where if you follow said team, if you're a fan of said team, you can't have negative thoughts. Or you can't say anything outside of positive things. And that's just not, you know, it's not fair and it's yeah, not, well, it's not well, first human. First of all, fan, fan, fan is short for fanatic. Okay, yeah. so that, that's where that comes. That's where that comes from. But I don't, like I said, man, my my block mute button going up this year, and I'm not even dealing with it this year. Like last year was a mess. Like no disrespect, I'm laughing at people. I was like, if y'all think LeBron is showing the same type of focus and intensity and like investment in the team like he was showing last year, you lying to yourself. And the fact that I was pointing that out last year, a lot of people on Lakers Twitter don't really mess with me no more. And it's like, it's whatever. 
but I'm, no, I'm going to call a spade a spade. And that's a completely night and day player. That's why he's tweeting all that, oh, watch King. I thought I was watched. Yeah, dude, you was playing like you didn't care last year, especially on defense. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you know, 100%. I mean, uh, 100%. It's, it's, you know, it's cool watching watching how that develops, you know, the start of the year because Brian got a, yeah. you know, you know he got a he got a spicy tweet, you know, himself ready for every every single game with a bunch of hashtags. But that's a, <laughs> that's a different story. Um. I mean, you know, we're here mainly talking Brandon Ingram because you are, I, I mean, I want you to know, I don't know if anyone's told you this, but you are the Shannon Sharp of Brandon Ingram support. Like it's, it's not Amen. even, it's, it's not even close. <laughs> it's, it's not even close. So before we, before we get into BI versus Drew and, you know, we talk about the best player on the team and Chris Middleton and all this, let's go, let's go with just a, just a breakdown of BI. Like, you know, what do you think is, you know, the biggest, what have you seen him improve on this year versus, you know, his first few years in the league? Right, and, I, sure. you know, so, yeah, go ahead. So just game-wise, it was like I remember his first couple of years. I remember, like, this article was about I was nervous. I wasn't a Brandon. Like, when, I, when Lakers didn't get number one and couldn't get Ben Simmons, I was like, man, trade this pick to get it because I wasn't sold on him in college. But And then when he got there, it was like, the Lakers, they have to teach him off which foot to jump off of and just really basic things for a professional basketball player, like real remedial things that they would have to teach him. But when I saw that, the year one, the year two jump, when he went from nine points a game to 16, I was like, okay, he has something. And then um, next year, the third year, he goes to 18 with LeBron. Then when I became fully so, like, this kid, guys, has it, like, superstar potential is – when all that noise started with the trade rumors and, you know, he's in a locker room with a guy who doesn't necessarily or, like, no disrespect to LeBron, but he does, you know, he owns Clutch Sports and Clutch is AD's client. Like, everybody knows what's going on, essentially, right? They in, in the arena screaming, LeBron's going to trade you, LeBron's going to trade you. And the focus he showed after that, I'm talking about the Lakers are still fighting for a playoff. Like, they're one, two games out when LeBron comes back, right? And he's putting up, you know, 36 first Philly, close L, Milwaukee, like season on the line. He goes to 32, goes, you know, bar for bar with Greek Freak. He had a game with KD where they both dropped 30 on each other. If I see stuff like that, I'm like, okay, he's got he's got it. And then I just, his maturity through all the noise, I think there's something intangible that superstars have in the league. They can block out whatever's going on and stay focused on the task ahead. And, you know, other Laker players didn't show so much. Like, Kuzma's game kind of went in the tank. Uh, Hart was hurt, so he was whatever. Alonzo was hurt. And I thought he was the only young player that really was like, okay, y'all want to trade me? I'm going to show y'all. I was like, that's what I was looking for. I think out of all the Lakers young guys, he showed it. I think he just got something intangible. And then, like, also, what Luke Walton would do, you know, was put him at point because Lakers had all the point guards hurt at one point. That's really helped his ball handling down the line. So like you can see, he handles the ball like a like a combo guard, being you know six seven six eight with a seven three wingspan. That's also what separates him from guys like you know Tatum and other wings he's compared to because he can actually handle the ball. So that's why I think he has a you know a notch above those guys at this point in his career. So that's oh. when I became a fan of him. The tangibles mixed with the game and then the shooting, being able to score from all three levels is the last step. Like he's completely unlocked now. But the last step before we can call him a superstar is. Some of that's got to start translating to victory before we start giving them that, you know, okay, you a top 15, top 20, top 25 player. That's some W's on the board. 
No, I mean, 100%. I mean, he's going to have to take that next step in regards to, you know, to leadership. And I mean, you know, to you know, in, right. in fairness, in fairness, when 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 he was traded, you know, here, he wasn't, no, nobody was looking at B.I. to be a, you know, to be a leader. That was supposed to come from. I know. I saw the articles. I saw the articles yeah. and what everybody was saying. I know. I know. I just, so, everybody was going, oh, J.J. Reddick, favors. Oh, yeah. Fonzo and Truth, defensive yeah. backcourt. I remember all the articles. He, he yeah. was after something. Like, oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he was, you know I mean? He was a wild card of sorts because I mean, I mean, listen, man, like I was at, I was at media day and I've seen, I've seen B.I. talk. I mean, he's a, he's a very, very, very reserved dude who starts to, yeah. who will, who will open up, who will open up eventually, but he, he only does it on his terms. I mean, even, and even right. on the basketball floor, very, very even kill, no matter, no matter what happens, good or bad, you're not going to see much of a change of a, you know, of emotion for him, you know, from him. Which is, I mean, I think, I think it's very, it's very endearing, right? Because, um, you know, I mean, you know, it's the, it's the sign of a really good poker player, you know. Um, and yeah. outside, outside of that, I mean, outside of someone pissing him off and him having to go, him having to go fight for his teammates, the I really don't, he really doesn't show um, any different, too many other faces. It's pretty much that same, he that might. same regular he composure, might. demeanor. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm with that. Right. I'm with that. <laughs> uh, I, okay, you know, I mean, I and, and you know, I mean, you know, you called him. But see, see, we we gonna have to really get into this, man, because I saw you call him, and I and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Did you did you say young young T Mac? I mean, are we talking more than just like demeanor, or are we talking like this guy? You know, he no, can he, drop he's forty. He's he's, he's he's yeah yeah. He's got he's not the explosive athlete T Mac was. I'm talking about just the legend demeanor. You might be mistaken for, you know, he doesn't care or a lot of people yeah. make a joke. Like he look like he high, he look like he high all the time. Right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, I think he's just like, that's how he's even killed. And then you see, you see the score, man. Who, who can really stop from getting to a spot? Like even yesterday, he got an off night, but he got every look he wanted. Did he not? Like he got all the shots he wanted. He just wasn't making them last night. So like oh, he's oh, no. approaching that level where. What's happening, Pelicans fans? Chris Conner here from the Bird Rights. And support for Armchair Media comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I can remember once as a naive adolescent trying to manscape, and let's just say scissors and a painful experience were both involved. That's why Manscaped has redesigned their electric trimmer, and their lawnmower 2.0 has skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents like mine are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest parts of your body? Always use the right tools for the job. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use that code armchair. Your balls will thank you. I mean, and, you know, it, that's, what's, that's what's most, I think, uh, intriguing and fun about B.I. is that, you know, like you said, nobody's going to stop him from getting to his spot. Like everything, everything that he's looking to do, like nothing's forced. You know, it's, it's, it's all under control. Nothing wild. Um, and I mean, to be, to be 21, I mean, you know, that's, that's rare. He, just, he, just turned, he, turned, he turned 20, turned 22 right before the season started. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so to be, 
to, to be 22, I mean, that you know, that's that's rare. I mean, people don't get that in their game until they're 25, 26, 27. I mean, um, and, you know, I mean, I, I'd argue that, you know, he he had that type of confidence in, in his game, you know, even going to, you know, two two years prior prior to now when Luke started having him in those point guard, point guard roles when everybody was hurt and everybody was out. You know, and he realized, dude, I'm, you know, I'm six, I'm seven, you know, I got, like, I can do this, man. I, I can get to whatever I want on this floor, and it's really not much that anybody can do to stop it. The other thing is, like, last thing for you, I'm sorry, the last thing is, like, as a coach, I appreciate how you like guys who just the hard hat type guys. Like, I don't need to post everything on social media, how I'm in the gym, or, you know, everything, like, Everything, everything. He's more like a, you know, he's literally in it for the love of the game. Like, there's no like, you know, he's he's here to try to win and get better as a player. There's no ulterior motives to what he's doing mm-hmm. as a basketball player. You guys just appreciate that, you know. That's very rare these days. And I just, I just say that. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I don't think he even like updates his Twitter on the on, on the regular. And all honestly, <laughs> I mean, outside of him putting out that uh that Snapchat of being, you know, of being happy around the time he got traded, you know, of, of that smirk. I mean, I haven't seen B.I. really, yeah. I mean, I, and I don't, I don't have an Instagram to really, you know, to follow him on, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, if he's not putting much on there either. So, I mean, you know, I, I think the biggest thing about him coming to New Orleans is that a lot of it was, was surrounded by mystery, you know? Um, I'll, but, give you that. I'll give you that, I'll give you that. You, you know, a lot of it was surrounded by, by mystery and it was either going to go one or two ways. But my thought process from day one was like, dude, you, if you've been a, a Pelican slash Hornets fan as long as me, you know that you haven't had a guy at the small four position that can do anything like this anywhere close yeah, to I him his ability <laughs> since Jamal Masburn. What are you complaining I saw about? That. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Why do you want to trade that. him for Joe Harris and, and, and Jared <laughs> Allen? Why, why do you want to do that? What, why, how does that help at all? Makes zero sense. Um, <laughs> so, Bi versus Drew. I mean, this this really why we here. Uh, so we, you know, you first, know gonna... first, <laughs> first off, I, I, I want to apologize because I was not trying to pit teammates against each other. Because if you watch the tweet, it says this is no disrespect to Drew or anybody else. It's just how high I am on number fourteen. Remember, I, I that's exactly. I remember what I, that. When I, I put out there, and then just the replies and the quote tweets was just <laughs> nasty. Even from you, even from you, even from your boy, and I rock. And Mason is my dude. But Mason, one of my favorite follows since I've been like watching the Pelicans. Even Mason was like, he's like, that's just a horrible take. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I know what I see, and I know it's coming. No disrespect. This is hard. If you want, you know, like Steph Curry's probably the best tiny guard in the league, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if you look at him, even in high leverage situations, it's hard for those guys to get shots off because they're so tiny. The game is built around the way it is right now. You need like strong two way wing play. Like the wing players when we like obviously Ingram's not on Kawhi and LeBron's level, but you know those type of guys and Durant when he's healthy, like yeah. those type of wing players, that's who really shifts like shifts destiny of teams right now. Those type of wing players. I think you got somebody that's. Like I don't want to say like he'll be Durant, Kawhi, LeBron level, but I think Ingram at least can be like a little higher than at his prime than Paul George level. You know what I'm saying? Where he can lead yeah. a team, like maybe not to a championship, but he can be like the I'm the go-to guy and we're a contender, maybe one or two pieces away. And that's why I say I think he's the best player. That's what the game is. Drew's in his 11th year. You know he's only six three. 
you know, it, 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 there's a limitation of what he can do as far as the, the, the head of a snake. You know what I'm saying? That's that's right. all I was saying. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but he's an excellent two-way guard. You know, defense hasn't shown much this year for anybody, so I'm not holding that yeah. against him personally. Nobody's defending. You know, this offense has been underwhelming, <laughs> underwhelming to say the least. He started yeah. out the gates well, but everybody keeps telling me that's a thing for him. But, like I said, wouldn't have disrespected Drew Holiday. It's just how high I am on Brandon. He's only 22. Drew's in the 11th year, about to turn 30. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> well, I, and, I mean, you know, so if you're asking right now through through eight games who's been the best player, I mean, it's been Brandon Ingram. You know what I mean? Um, and, I mean, listen, man, I, I I break it down just – Simply, simply like this. I mean, last season. I mean, and coming into the year, I mean, it's a lot of it is based off of you know, with the the confidence in Drew is based off of what he's done basically the past two seasons. That's that's really what it comes down to. Since he started that, playing that's what, more, that was that's what, that, that was what explained to me. That's what explained to me. So I feel yeah. you on that. Go ahead. Off the ball, him playing, him playing that two guard to which to which he's he unlocked a different part of his game, especially offensively, that the world hadn't really seen. Um, and I mean, hell last year, man, I mean, he, I think in the past five years, there have been only four other players to finish, uh, with the numbers that he put up, which was right, which was at that 20, 20 point per game, um, seven assists and right at five rebounds. And four of those Mm -hmm. guys with three of those guys, MVPs and Russell Westbrook, James Harden, LeBron James. And the fourth is, you know, Nikolai Jokic. So and that's and that's going back five years. So Drew got everybody excited because you know mm-hmm. you know you only you only wondered that you know now with him with him having his whole you know with him having his own team and him continuing to work as hard as he does is there another level of him or another another step for him to make you know and I and my thought process with everything that that man has been through if there was a person that could persevere through it. Even even at the stage where he's at, right to where it would be a late a late ascendance to, you know, being somewhat elite um, as an offensive basketball player. I thought it would be him, and it hasn't translated. Mm. You know, I mean, I mean that that's just so far it has not worked. And I know one of the things you talked about is his size. I mean, unless you know, let's keep it a buck. He has to work a lot harder for for a bucket. He has to work a lot harder to get his shot than say Bi does. Everything Bi does is slow. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it's in the pocket and it, and, and, and it can be that way when you're that height, when you have that wingspan, when you have those skills. I mean, if we're talking offensively, there's nothing there, there's nothing that Drew Holiday, I think, at this at this point, his career really does better than Brandon. I, I think he's a better he's a better passer. But, you know, I mean, when you if you go from top to bottom offensively, I mean, I don't I don't think it's close right now with the with the improvements that, you know, the B.I. made. And in all honesty, when you have those skills B.I. has, it shouldn't be close. But defensively is where is what we mean. Defensively is what we mean. Okay, that's where that's where shit hits the fan. And when I'm like, all right, well, as an individual, like you said, none of them, none of them are playing well right now defensively. I mean, for the most part, I saw you tweet out yesterday about about Bi being late on a rotation, right? Um, you know, yeah, you know, so right. you're not, you know, you're not completely, uh, you know, um, <laughs> you can be, you can be objective with, you know, with your points, right? Um, right, right. But individually, I don't think Brandon Ingram and, and and Drew are close. So, so, so to me, it's like, all right, well, if I think that at worst they're right 
they're right next to each other. And then you got to see B.I. continue to do it throughout a season, you know, for, you know, for 60, 70, 80 games. That's where I was at. And I think right, that's right, where right. a lot of people were looking at it. You, you know what I'm saying? It was a perfect time to pick on Drew. Yeah. He's averaging 14 points a game. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, my, my, my thing is, it was like, I'm watching so many games. Even if you get average Drew Holiday performance, they have two or three more wins. Like, you know, the, the, the Dallas, did he play the Dallas game or he did not play that game? Uh, he missed the Rockets game, right? He missed the Rockets game. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got hurt. He got hurt at the, the like, the, I think, like, the third quarter of the Dallas game. He finished that and he missed it. Yeah, because, like, you know, you're, 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 you're up 18 on Dallas, right? Yeah. You know, he doesn't have a, a, a great game when he does play. You know, the Raptors game, you were up, up 14 early, I think. Yeah. You just don't have a consistent veteran production. Well, I think, like, if you just keep, even get normal, do how they like the 20, the, you know, eight assists, do a few rebounds, you know, stellar defense. I think they have a few more wins. Like, and I, I'm like, I don't mean to put that all on one guy, but, you know, franchise players, that's the responsibility that's there, right? When you, yeah, exactly. So I'm saying, so it's like, I'm, I'm thinking that in terms of that, like, man, if Drew just give anything close to what he's accustomed to, this team has a, has a few more wins. And looking at it again, he's like, just, like I said, the main problem is defense. I don't think the Pelicans, like, if you watch the, it's like going in the street, even me, I was like, wow, okay. I think this team's going to be really good defensively, but they're going to struggle to score. It's been complete opposite. Yep. Teams can fill it up because, you know, Ingram's coming along offensively. Even Zoe's shooting 38% from three, which is like, wow. Okay, and he's getting up, and he's shooting at a high line. So I was like, okay, but the shooting's there. Scoring, wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 let's, let's, let's talk about you saying that Zoe is, is a hundred percent committed to being Ray Allen. <laughs> yeah, man, like I'm sitting there like, I think that's not his game. My thing is like, he should be, and I understand that it's not going to be the case because Drew's there. And but I thought with the pace that Alvin wants to play in Zoe's game, he'd be more so to that Jason Kidd in New Jersey where get it to me, sprint the lanes, I'm going to find you. And it just hasn't been that way in the half court. This was the issue with the Lakers. He just he won't attack hard off pick and rolls because he's scared of going to the free throw line. He won't finish with the same depth because you know he's a below below fifty percent free throw shooter for his career. Mm-hmm. So he, obviously it's in his head. He won't turn a corner. He won't attack because if you watch him finish sometimes, like when nobody's there, he get up. Yep. But if you know he's gonna get fouled and have to knock some free throws down, I think that's what's in his head. I think that's what's like dropping his ceiling a little bit as a point guard, because you got to be able to, you know, break down defenses, right? Draw help, find shooters, like, or be able to finish in traffic. You know what I'm saying? But you're not going to turn the corner on pick and roll or attack the basket. You're not really a point guard, but so is kind of what he has a weird game. That's what could be. It's very unorthodox how he helps the team out. And, no, no, it it is, right? Because, I mean, he, you know, he showed, it's very, it's very inconsistent. You know I mean? One, right, one right, game, right. one game, you know, you'll watch, you'll watch Zoe attack, Three or four times, you're like, damn, okay, you know, if he does this, yeah, yeah, like, like, damn, if he does this, you know, and then the next game, you know, he pulls out a floater, and I haven't seen him shoot one floater <laughs> since, and I haven't seen him shoot one floater before. I'm like, what? Like, you had this in the bag the whole time? Um, you know, the next game, the next game when contact is close to him, you know, um, he'll try to he'll try to be crafty with a finish and get to the line. I'll say, okay, all right, and then the next game he'll drive, and the lane will be there. And he'll pass out and reset the office. Like it's like, Zoe, what what are you doing, bro? Like, like it's yours, man. And his step, his step, his first step is too quick for him to not. Right. That's what I'm get, saying. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I feel you there. Um, so <laughs> let's go through a few tweets here. I I I think it's okay. Hey, here we go. I, I here think we it's go. Right. 
Brandon Ingram go. destination. Because right. we only got nine minutes, so we go. We like we we going through this. Brandon Ingram destination rankings: one, Atlanta Hawks; two, Golden State Warriors; three, Memphis Grizzlies; fifty-six, Chinese Basketball League; seventy-eight, Siberia. And then we have all the way at the end, the New Orleans Pelicans. And I believe this is 89,997. <laughs> I, I mean, at least they made the list. Um, you know, you see, we had a conversation about this Atlanta Hawks thing. First of all, let me get this out of your head right now. There, there is no we out of here, okay? This man is a restricted free agent. There will be no Joe Johnson that happened here. He ain't going nowhere, okay? Your frustrations with Alvin and Drew, we share them all. But at the well, end of his next contract, they won't be here. They won't be here. <laughs> Am I right? I think I'm not really frustrated. I'm not really frustrated with Drew. I understand that NBA season, 82 games, guys are going to head and flow. Drew is going to play better. I, that I have no doubt. I think the philosophy of what Alvin's trying to do is not conducive to the personnel that he has right now. Well, and I think that's where. So that's where the the struggles are coming from. You got a whole bunch of young guys. You ask them to play at a break, breakneck pace, and it's going so fast. And you see defensively, it's like they don't know have any idea what to do. And my thing is, you got to play Jackson Hayes at this point. Did you see when he got in the game? At least it's not a layup drill when he's in there. I mean, he was trying to because he only he he had like four points and five rebounds, but the effect you had on the game, yeah. you just when when somebody's driving and I'm, I'm gonna be a presence right now and trying to deter you, that changed the whole game yesterday. I'm yeah. like Sabers and Okafor. Sabers and Okafor just don't do that. Sabers they just they don't give the same athleticism that he has. Like you gotta let him play just off the just off his energy and let hopefully the basketball instincts pick up with more experience. And you won in seven anyway. The only way to go is up. He should be playing 25, 30 minutes again off top. I know it's gonna upset Sabers and Okafor, but man, dude. Show me the numbers out. Every 30 and everything on defense. Everything. I got to change something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to run, I mean, it's no secret. Jackson, Jackson fits. And I mean, and we'll see. Favors, Favors looks the best that he's looked athletically in reference to moving around after, like, with that knee injury that I've seen him since yeah, he's been here. Yeah, my thing is, just the thing is, the thing is, though, with Okafor and Favors, the heavy dose of pick and roll, they just, they can't head. They're, they're plotting centers. It's, they can't yeah, hedge your back. Like hey, Hayes has the foot speed, just laterally, even like on some wings, he can make it tough. Even on some guards, like a hard hedge, he can sprint back in time just laterally. He's just, you know, he can move better. That's the type of center you want now. Like see the Jared, like Hayes reminds me a lot of Jared Allen. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a big active guy. Even with the Nets, Allen's being like the DeAndre starting, but they're better when Allen's on the floor. I mean like, and, and, and I won't I won't, I won't, I won't take that away. But I will, I mean, I will, I will counter, counter attack that by saying, I mean, there's, there's negatives with Jackson, with Jackson as well. I mean, there's, there's breakdown. Well, I know oh, you know, but you know, there's breakdowns. Absolutely. I mean, he, you know, he also weighs maybe a little bit more than me. So, I mean, speaking of Jared Allen, Jared Allen moved him the hell out the way. He, he can't, he can't box out uh, efficiently enough, even when he tries, because he doesn't have the lower, the lower body strength. You know, or I mean, the upper body strength just yet. You know, so uh-huh. but when you when you talk about you know the overall the overall scheme when they're trying to run, it's no it's no secret. Jackson Jackson's the guy that you want, especially if, if you're switching as often as they are. 
you know, you know, and you you got to collapse attacking uh, that's why I say that, that's, that's, guards. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to – if you're going to play Okafor in, in Savers, which is fine. They're veterans. They have a little more, like, polish, especially offensively. Jackson Morf is somebody's going to catch lives and putbacks, you know. Yeah. I understand that. But if you're going to play them, you can't you can't switch. No, you I mean, go in practice and work on. We gotta, we gotta hedge and recover. We gotta have weak side rotation. We can't switch. I know that's the easy route up, but if you have the personnel for it, you gotta go old school. Right? We need you to hedge. You gotta sprint back. We got the weak side taking the roll guy. We gotta fire out when they kick it out. It's gotta, it's gotta be like a real old school approach on defense. You don't play those plotting center. Right. You can't oh, switch I mean, everything with open form. It's too much penetration giving up. These I'm with you. Breaking down. And that, and and that's on that's on the coaching staff to you know to make to make certain adjustments and see you know and see these things if they're going to continue to run this fast ass pace. I mean it's only it's only right offensively offensively they get into these ruts and they do it every game to where they shoot four or five straight threes in a row they brick all of them and the team gets back in transition on, on the other side they can't get back on defense and they're giving up fast break points. Lay up I believe Lay up I believe they give up the most fast break points in basketball yep. and that's one of the reasons. Yep. Um, yep. Now. Chris Middleton. Now let me let me ask you something. When <laughs> Zion comes back, okay, bear with me. When Zion comes back, Zion, how how much you think Zion's averaging a game? Just just throw out a number. I'm gonna give a I'm gonna say 16, 17 a game. 16, 17 a game. All right. So when Zion comes back, and let's let's assume Drew Drew is still here, and they haven't traded him for washing machine. <laughs> when Zion returns. How much do you think Brandon Ingram is averaging per game if he's still playing at this level? Well, the thing is, I'm going to say Ingram's usage is only 28%. If you look at this season, it's only 28%. Yeah. It's just like a little below what a guy who's a leading scorer does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's still going to get his FGA. So with the pace they run, he's still going to get the field goal attempts. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So if he stays, with his, if he stays, like even if he drops like from, say, 50, shooting 53% now, if he drops to, say, you know, he shot 51 last year. He stays at 51% last year from the field. And keeps at around 40. Like, he's at 49% from three. He drops to 42% from three. Maybe he's averaging 23, 24, opposed to 26, 27 he's averaging right now. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, I okay. think the averages aren't going to drop that much. Because the pace okay. they play. The pace they play is not going to. But Zion is going to pick up something. Like, he'll do, like, those touches Okafor gets. They'll yeah. be much more efficient with those. Like, stuff like that. So, I think Ingram won't change much. Okay. All right, Pelicans fans, we're with with Jason Maples, uh, wrapping up this this rapid Brandon Ingram slash Drew Holiday slash Pelicans pity party here. Um, so, Jason, you were you were going into telling us, I mean, where you think Bi fits at best once Zion returns, uh, and the Pelicans hopefully have a have a healthier roster by then. Um, if you don't mind, you know, go ahead and uh, expand upon that a little bit more. I was just saying, like, it just it shouldn't change much. You know, he's the best scorer on the team. He should continue to get the same touches. I think Zion will just eat into whatever, you know, Okafor was getting or Melly has been a disappointment thus far, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Uh, just, I think he'll just, uh, the Zion will thrive off the, the change in that Ingram. They'll help each other out. Because you have to worry about Zion going to the bucket and the way Ingram's shooting it. you got to respect him. And you can't help too much off Zion because he's crashing in or cutting in off whatever Ingram's doing. So I think they'll help each other. But I think Ingram should still be the go-to guy when Zion gets there, despite okay. what people think. <laughs> so do in you in the Chris in the Chris in the Chris Middleton game? <laughs> that is so disrespectful. 
Dude, did you see those not middle kids? He just, you know what? He's a good player. He just doesn't have the off the dribble chops that Brandon has. That's why the, he's a three and like he's a he's a slightly above a three and D guy. I will never, I will never compare the games of them. I won't, I won't do that. But my thought, my thought process from from that from day one was okay. If Zion's giving you 17, 17, 18 points a game, he's giving you close to twenty. Okay, and Drew and Drew picks up picks up his game. He's not averaging a pedestrian, you know, fourteen or fifteen. Um, if these guys, if if these guys are healthy, my thought process was Bi is gonna gonna average somewhere now. I, I probably was a little bit mean saying anything under twenty at this point with the way he's playing and the shot volume that he has. That was probably wrong because it. I I mean at this point, if he finishes at anything under twenty, it's been a you know he's fell all the way to hell up and it's it's a disappointment of sorts. Um, but you know I I think somewhere between twenty to twenty four. I mean, my thought process, he would he would fit there in, in, in reference to a, you know, to a stat line. And Chris Middleton's best year, I think he averaged right around um, close to close to 22 points a game, five and five somewhere. That that was my thought process. Now, maybe, okay. you know, so it's, it's, it's not I would never, would never compare compare the games. No, they're, they're nothing. They're nothing alike when it comes to. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chris, Chris comes off of way more screens than Brandon and does not have the ability off the off the rip, off the dribble that B.I. does to create from either from either hand, either side. Um, but, you know, he is a you know, he is a really good basketball player. So I didn't mean to offend yeah, yeah, anybody with sure. that. You know, my thought process and what I've been, you know, just, I've been trying to put together is what exactly, you know, uh, what exactly how is B.I. going to look in this offense when everybody comes back? I'm just thinking from a stat line perspective, like what's the what's the optimum? What's the best the best B.I. stat line is going to give you a win? Um, you know, a part of a winning basketball team. That was my thought process. Is it a right. Paul George type thing? You know, when you may be right, and you may be right, where he gets to maybe has less to do offensively, and he picks up his effort on defense. You know, and that makes the team better. So you might be right with with, with some of that. But there might be something to that. I just oh, think yeah, because I want, I want to be out to be a winner. Yeah, yeah. I, I think because I think where where Ingram will show off most is in the playoffs, where all your plays are scouted. You need a guy who can just kind of break scripts and get you a good look or a bucket. I think that's where he's going to shine, and that's why I want him to like come on, get to the playoffs, so you can you can show the world that you that you're here. I mean, everybody wants this wants the San Antonio ass system, man. It just don't work for everybody, man. Like you, you know, and you know, and and even <laughs> right. they, and, and and even they have had guys that could get their own bucket, you know, over the past twenty years. Um, you know, right. you need things break down. I mean, and you see it. You see it uh, all the time when they when they get into these into these ruts offensively, and you know it's it's happened more than a handful of times. They go to Brandon. He you know does the, whether either either a euro step or you know it's a it's a turnaround fadeaway. One way or another, he's the one. He's the run stopper. You know he gets to the free throw. Right, run. right. Um, just based off of his natural ability to be able to get his own shot. I mean those things those things are huge, man. To slow down a team's momentum, uh, to put a team away. Um, like you said, when things things will break down, you won't be able always to run, you know, to run your offense and you know in flow. You, you know, you're gonna need an ugly bucket, and he's a guy that can do that. They don't grow on trees, and New Orleans fans know that more than anybody because you have not seen a wing, <laughs> you have not seen a wing that could create in a very, very, very long time. You know, so I'm with you there, man. Um, 
Yeah, man. Listen, it was a it was a pleasure, man. You know, we went over on time a little bit because you know, that's what happens. You know, when you you know when you talk basketball, people they kind of know it a little bit. Um, is there anything right. you know you know anything you wanna you wanna shout out, man? Anything you know you got you you know you got cooking up? Anything that people need to know? You know what I mean? Uh, nah, man. Just like I said, man. I, I alluded to you. It's all love with the basketball talk, man. Just, I'm I hear they care nobody attack people personally. Just here to talk basketball, man. No nothing. Not all the extras, man. So if y'all taking all this stuff personally, you know, God bless you. <laughs> for sure, man. Well, well, it was a pleasure. Uh, for sure, everybody, please, please check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts and any any place that you can find the the bird calls at. Preston, Kevin, David, and uh, and Ali will be sure to be giving you as much basketball content as they can in the bad and in the good. Uh, this is Chris Connor once again, and uh, we out. listening to the bird calls on the armchair all-american network if you like what you're hearing please take a moment to rate us on itunes retweet share with your friends and most importantly subscribe today look around you can find cars like these on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader